self-development with tactics. So, today we're gonna start with another book called Get a Financial Life, Personal Finance in Your 20s and 30s. I am actually gonna turn 20 in uh, a week or so. Yeah, quite a week or so. And I I found this book and I was searching for personal finance books. And I, since, I don't know, I mean, I'm having a, a bit of money laying around and I thought about investing it, but I I don't know really how and in which way and what I should be investing it. I, I have a plan, I have something in mind since I went through so many books on, on finances already, but I definitely need to re refresh things. And if you're in the same place as I am, then it is amazing. If you're not, it's still gonna be amazing because this book seems to be um, talking well, communicating well anyway. It, it's it's about um, relatively difficult things explained in, uh, in an easy manner. You know, like the bank systems or what it is gonna be like, I don't know. Yeah, um, and it is from the alanchang.com site. The alanchang.com site is a pretty amazing site. The summaries have always been amazing, but the problem is some of these summaries are not available in their full length, at least up to this point. So I actually gotta have to check afterwards whether, um, so after I've recorded whether they have kind of changed it up once again, if it is still like, I don't know, or if it is still like, okay, you have to pay for the, for the whole one. And it always depends on the book and whatnot. Maybe they're just kind of um, shifting it like every single week. I don't know what they're doing, but it is a bit strange. Anyway, so I want to get the main points of Get a Financial Life in 20 minutes or less. Read the world's number one book summary of Get a Financial Life by Beth Koblinger or Koblinger here. Really quick one page summary, a full summary, or watch video summaries curated by our expert team. Yeah, there is a video summary apparently. There's also a PDF that I've closed now, I guess. No, it's there. Yeah, there's the PDF. Uh, pretty amazing, you know, what they're uh, giving us. So the one-page summary of Get a Financial Life. The overview. Banks often charge a fee for using other banks' ATMs. You could be paying three bucks per transaction, but you might not know because banks don't usually make it clear that they are charging these fees. It's worth doing some research to find out how much you can save by using your own bank's ATM instead of those at other branches. Sometimes there's also some corporations, you know, some other banks you can, you know, for free have those transactions. But yeah, being an adult is a big deal. You can choose to be one or you don't have to. You don't have to if you don't want to. But there are some things that come with being an adult. Paying back your student loans, having a bank account online and planning for the future like buying your first car or taking a cruise. Regardless of your financial situation, you can make smart decisions. Here are some key points that will help you. First, save thousands on insurance costs. The second, pay off credit card debt and turn them into investments. And the third is, find out if your bank is safe by looking at a single sticker. And I'm stoked. I'm happy to go through that. And it's probably going to take me more than this episode. So it's going to be two or three or whatever. But I highly recommend you going through it on your own. Just just to know the stuff, you know, it is important and it's definitely going to help you, I guess. Big idea number uno, you should control your finances by figuring out how much you need to spend on goals. 
It's never too soon to start planning your finances. It can be quite daunting, but it is not hard if you have a plan. First of all, figure out how much money you'll need to fulfill your dreams. That means figuring out how much something will cost and then putting that amount aside in savings so you don't fall short when the time comes to make a purchase. For example, say you want to buy a car for 30,000 bucks. You'll probably need about 10% down, like 3k or 6k, which is what we're focusing on here. Once you've figured out how much money your dream will cost, it's time to start saving for that goal. To do so, you need to figure out where your money goes and what you can cut from the budget. The best way to start saving money is by tracking your spending. This can be done by writing down all your expenses in a notebook or for a month and comparing them with how much you actually use the item or service that you're paying for. For example, perhaps you spend too much on books because some of those books end up being unread or maybe you pay too much for cable TV when there are cheaper alternatives available. Once you know how much money you have to spend, it's time or it's easy uh, to find ways to save. You'll be amazed at how much potential there is for saving even if you feel like your finances are a mess. Now that we have learned about saving money, it's time to talk about that which many people view as more terrifying than getting into a fight with an alligator while wearing boxing gloves and holding onto the back of a speeding motorcycle being driven by someone who just had their wisdom teeth removed without any anesthesia. Yeah, and I can understand that. I mean, that, that is a really fucked up thing. Big idea number two. If you have credit card debt, pay it off immediately and negotiate a lower interest rate with your lenders. Are you in debt? If you are... Your strategy might be to pay the minimum amount possible and try not to think about it. If that's true, you might want to rethink your approach. Credit card debt is very expensive. For example, say you have 3,500 of credit card debt at 17% interest. You're paying the minimum amount required until you can pay it off completely, but that will take a long time. At this rate, it will be 65 years before you pay off your debt and by then you'll have paid 11k of which about 7k is interest, which is fucking nonsensical. Credit card debt is expensive and should be paid off easily or as early as possible. But if you're in a more serious debt when you can't pay your bills, it's important to talk with the bank about your situation. They will likely be willing to help you because they want their money back, obviously. So if you can't do this on your own, you should consider hiring a credit consultant. They'll negotiate with lenders and help borrowers get out of debt. You might also find help from unions in your area. Even though paying off debt can be a challenge, if there is any way to do it, you should prioritize doing so. Next, we will explore how to go about paying off your debt. Big idea number three, save your money to pay off debt, refinance loans and pay bills on time. In addition to taking, uh, to talking to your lenders, I'm sorry, there are three things you can do that will help you manage your debt. First, if you have any savings at all, the best way to reinvest them is by paying down your debt. This should be a no-brainer since credit card and car loan interest rates are high. If you compare the returns from investing in stocks that, uh, to what you can get on a loan, it's obvious which one is better. If your car costs 30k and the interest rate is 17%, then you need to find an investment that will return at least 5,500 per year just to make it worth paying off the loan instead of you know, keeping up with payments. That is hard to do because good investments are few and far between. In other words, that tends to cost more than most people think they will ever earn in their investments. Another strategy is to transfer debts with high interest rates to debts with lower rates. 
This is a process known as refinancing and it is often a good idea since you'll get a lower rate of interest, say 8% instead of 18%. By doing this, you will reduce the cost of your debt. If you are having... If you're having trouble paying off debt, just apply for a new credit card. This will allow you to pay off your previous creditor with the money borrowed from your new loan. And the chances are pretty good that the interest rate from the new loan is lower, which is then a fucking amazing thing. So always pay your debts on time because it's not difficult for lenders to see if you're a reliable debitor. If they find out that you're late, they'll protect themselves by charging higher interest rates or denying opportunities. But that isn't everything. So we'll look at the worlds of banks next and how to choose one that's right for you. So big idea number four. When choosing a bank, you should choose one that offers online banking and has ATMs close by. I think online banking is available for every bank, isn't it? Anyway, many people choose a bank because it's local or because their parents use it. However, that is not the best criteria for choosing a bank. Instead, you should first make sure that the bank insures your money in case something happens to it, which most banks do by backing up deposits with federal insurance policies. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which is the FDIC, guarantees that your money is safe. To find out if you have FDIC coverage, visit the FDIC website, which I think applies for people living in the United States. I'm not from the United States. It's not going to apply for me, probably, but maybe there is something similar in my country as well. So I might look that, up, look that up and also check whether my money is insured. You should also look for a bank that has online banking and ATMs nearby. This is because online banking lets you easily manage your finances at any time, but it also allows you to keep track of all your account activity. Checking transactions weekly helps you determine how much money you can spend as well as spotting errors. If you deposit 500 bucks into an empty account, but then your insurance company accidentally charges you 800 instead of 400, and now you're in debt by 300, if this happens to a person who doesn't pay attention to their transactions, they might never discover the mistake, which is fucked up. When choosing a bank, you should also look at the distribution of its ATMs. That way you can withdraw money from your bank's ATMs without paying fees. However, you may not want to just deposit your money in a bank account and would rather invest it. There are investment experts who can help you with that. So big idea number five, if you want to diversify your investments, go with mutual funds. On the other hand, there's index funds, ETFs, which I am um, an advocate of and, and have quite always been because I've heard good things from them. I'm, I've, I've not invested in them and so on, but just to, to have it said. If you follow one rule only for investing, it should be don't put all your eggs in one basket. This will help to diversify your investments. You can do this with mutual funds. A mutual fund is a pool of money from many investors, which are then invested in different securities. The small investments made by each in investor will be varied to avoid risks and maximize investment profits. It's important to spread your money across a number of stocks in order to have, avoid losing everything in one company fails. If one company fails. Mutual funds are a good investment. You can buy shares in them all kinds of places like brokerage firms, banks, and mutual fund companies. However, the best option is to go through a mutual fund company because they offer low fees and don't require high minimum investments. So when you invest in a mutual fund, you get money from your paycheck. So you get money from your paycheck and put it into the fund. You can also move that money around to different funds at any time. Now that you're done with the basics on savings, debt, and investments, let's move on to insurance, which is idea number 
six and this is not six i know when it comes to insurance you should <laughs> you should shop around most people pay too much for insurance to avoid this you need to do some research on different providers and the premiums they offer insurance companies have the freedom to see uh, their to set their own prices insurance companies insurance premiums can vary significantly from one company to another a study found that a young uh, man could purchase identical car insurance policies with premiums ranging from 808 bucks to 3441 so should you best shop so how should you best shop around for insurance the first step is to find a specialist website that will compare the insurance policies of different companies and provide you with a list of affordable options you might also want to consider talking with a few agents they work on commission and they will be eager to make a deal you can negotiate premiums and options but the most important thing is knowing how much coverage you need otherwise you might end up paying for unnecessary insurance and also sometimes if you're having multiple insurances you know that one is already covered by another one so you don't really need it you know which you know maybe happens to some people that you're having an, an insurance for your house which is including some for your pet but then you think you need a an extra one for your pet because you didn't think that it is already included in the other one and so you get this one and then you're just having it covered two times which is a waste of money obviously well, it might seem like a good idea to buy lots of insurance policies just in case something bad happens you should be aware that you can end up paying for coverage you already have did i so sometimes you might spend more money on things that you don't need for example if you're going on vacation decide to rent a car the insurance for collision costs which is 10 bucks per, per day however many credit cards provide the coverage already your or your own auto insurance can extend to rentals so just what i was talking about as funny as it is so before buying insurance it is a good idea to figure out what you currently have and that's it with this one page summary thing then the next step would be going through the full summary should i start with it i would actually like to go through the investing part should i just pick it i'm just gonna pick the investing part just because <laughs> i'm interested investing wisely Investing is not as hard as it seems. You can start with mutual funds, which pool the money of thousands of people and invest in a range of stocks, bonds, and money market funds. When you join such a pool, you reduce your risk because if one company has setbacks or fails entirely, there will be others to pick it up, to pick up the slack. Safety isn't your only concern. If it were, if it were, you could just put your money in federal insured deposits and let it sit. However, because of inflation, your money would gradually lose value over time. 50 years, it would purchase a fraction of what it does today. You would also have to pay taxes on the interest that you earn from those savings accounts. So after paying taxes and accounting for inflation, you're not really making any profit at all unless you invest in something else besides federally insured deposits. To get more out of your investments, look into index funds. Ooh. These are mutual funds that invest in almost every stock available on the market. When you buy is when you buy an index fund, you are investing in the overall performance of the economy and its effect on stocks. Let me actually check. Mutual fund versus index. Let's see. Unlike an index fund, a mutual fund is generally actively managed, which I'm not a big fan of since I don't want to pay anyone that is taking care of my investments. Like I want to do it myself since, you know, of course, 
I can kind of be sure that this person is doing his best job or her best job to make sure that I'm making my money because there is a fee for this person. And so the more money I make, the more money this person makes. But on the other hand, there is some money lost for me. With fund managers picking investments and profiting off of shareholder fees, generally mutual funds are fairly diverse between stocks, bonds and other securities, making them generally less risky than investing in individuals, individual stocks and bonds. Is the index fund better than mutual funds? Seek market average returns while active mutual funds try to outperform the market, which may or may not you know, work, but yeah. Active mutual funds typically have higher fees than index funds. Index funds performance is relatively predictable over time. Active mutual fund performance tends to be much less predictable. The difference that matters. Let's see. I'm just going to pick some more or less headline things. Quick glance index funds versus mutual funds. Investment objective. So the mutual funds is best uh, beat the investment returns of a related benchmark index. And the index funds match the investment returns of a benchmark stock market index, for example, the S&P 500, which uh, Warren Buffett is a big fan of. With index funds, you invest in stocks, bonds, and other securities, mutual funds, stock, bonds, and other securities. Management style, the index fund is passive, which means nobody is just doing anything but you, and the mutual fund is active. Average management fee, 0.09% for the index fund, and 0.82% 0.82% for the mutual fund to just you know have that in mind. So after fee return of 100k annual investment earning seven uh, 7% average annual return over 30 years, it's going to be 99k for an index fund and 86k for a mutual fund. So the amount lost in fees over 30 years is around 2000 bucks for the index fund and 15k on the mutual fund so you know something to think about and something to 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 have in mind you know um index funds have become known and celebrated for their low investment costs yeah there you have it and the next time we're going to go through the other stuff i'm I'm probably going to go through the investing wisely part once again but anyway I hope that I've been able to share some things that are of value to you and then, you know, also gave you some ideas in terms of, okay, I could research that, I could research this, I could do whatever. And yeah, hopefully we're going to see you the next time. Please take care of yourself, your family members and all of your last ones. And please remember that you are amazing. Going to see you the next time. Bye-bye.